Hey, what's up, everybody? It is 8.15 on a Sunday morning, and that means we're going through our weekly Sunday roundup. My name is Mark. I'm joined by the guy who's taking a break from tessellating his coasters on his desk. James is here. As always, we're going to talk through wheelchair basketball leagues all over Europe and wherever else may tickle our fancy. So on to the man who's the boots on the ground, who is the person we live vicariously through on this podcast. How's it going, man? Yeah, not bad. Pretty tired, pretty disappointed after yesterday, obviously, but we'll get to that. You should be. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, happens. Uh, but yeah, no, pretty good. Um, when you say you should be, I wanted to take that as you should be tired. Um, yeah, it is 9.15 where I am. Wow, science. Am I right, guys? Exciting um, stuff. We've been recording for an hour already. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun imagine if that was our stick I, th- <laughs> like I think that, our podcast. that's basically our um, if you go back and listen to like our first ever episodes I think it basically took us an hour to get through the intro because we were so damn pleased with ourselves I don't think yeah. we've been quite that the very first one buried deep in the internet where we were just like I wonder if we'll be able to talk for an hour and like a hundred like it was like a hundred minutes in an hour and forty we were just like we should probably cut it out now. We'll move on. <laughs> we did get Greek food delivered during that podcast. To be fair. That was mayhem. That was excellent. Um, for oh, free, wow. might I add. Um, what a time to be alive. Oh, it's all been downhill since then, really. Yeah, it has. But anyway, less about Greek food because it's quarter past nine and I'll be sick if we think about it for any more. Yeah, so we'll finish here and I'll go grab a Greek wrap. Cool. cool. So we are going to get to the Spanish league first, as we always do, I assume. Let's do it. So okay. should we run through these games? Have you got them in front of you? I've got okay. them in front of me. So first game we're going to talk about is me Diba beat Zuzanak 74-48, according to this. Yeah. So uh, I will be on record of having called Zuzanak to win this game. <laughs> you need to stop with this stick. That's what I do now. Um, yeah, I watched a good bit of this and it was more of the same Madiba formula of be medium to large size and fast. And that was kind of too much for Zuzanek. I don't know if you saw any of this prior to your game. Uh, stuck a bit on just to see what the crack was. I kind of knew they were going to blow him out. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. Stuck I a little bit that... on just to be able to talk about it, like kind of. Saw some highlights. Um, shout out Ayaka. Um, yeah, man. We need to keep... The whole team shot 55%. <laughs> yeah, that'll get it then. Oh, the also, I had... 37%. I had no idea that 30 out of 55 as a percentage was 55. That feels far too clean to be true. That is quite true. Although I don't think they do like thirty-two point one percent like right, okay. on the stats. I, I assume not. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Well, we'll have to let that one fly. Then we'll take their word for it. We will so, take their word for it. Yeah. What what sticks out in these stats? Everyone on like nearly everyone in that team shooting <laughs> somewhere between fifty and seventy-five percent is great. Yeah, basically. Um, John Hernandez was actually their leading shot taker and maker and had their lowest percentage bizarrely eight from 
eight, I mean, like eight from 18 is not bad, but basically everybody else was 50% and it was. Yeah, man. Who's letting it fly? Um, yeah, 21 points. 21, 14 rebounds, eight assists. Like, he's obviously he's not running the show because Phil's the point guard on that team, but John's like the similar to what he was for Bilbao last year, where it's like, hey, this guy's the ultimate cleanup crew. If play breaks down or anything, it's like, I throw it to him, he'll figure it out. He shoots from behind his head on the opposite side of his body. So yeah, nobody's man. getting that, to that. That's what, that's what killed everyone last year so many times where it was like, okay, so in this line, you got to take care of us here and you got to take care of Jordy and you've got to take care of people going inside. Ah, John. Like, yeah. and then their, their massive lineup, it was like, okay, so these guys, ah, John. Yeah. Um, he was so important to them last year and he's super important to these guys this year, obviously. Filled with 14 assists again. Oh my God. Oh yeah, I didn't spot that. that yeah. That's interesting, actually. They've got, 23 assists as a team. They had Phil with 14, John with eight, Lewis had one, and nobody else on the team passed to anybody for the entire game. Yeah, I guess when you're running and gunning like these guys like to, yeah. especially against a team like Zuzanak, it's probably like get down the floor, pass, bucket, get down the floor, pass, yeah. bucket. Um, yeah, which still like that would mean that you'd have an assist for every <laughs> every score, but yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, I get tw- 23 assists on 30 shots. It's pretty good going. It's just, I don't think I've ever seen them that starkly divvied up as like two people have some assists and everyone else is just pushing the floor and making shots effectively. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, good game. Um, hopefully we will skip over the next one on the list because we're going to leave it to near the end. Um, yeah. Next game we're going to go to is Vigo, Amphi Vigo 67, uh, Murcia 62. Have you, did, um, did you have see you, any of this? Yeah, I did actually. I was on the way home uh, in time to watch your game, and traffic was terrible because I forgot I'd popped out on a Saturday and there was two football games on in Sheffield. So there was. <sighs> No way, no way of going anywhere. So um, Gabs was driving. I was on my phone flitting between the various games. You know, you know, like the hopscotch you play is it's like, right, time out in this game. I can catch one and a half minutes of this game and then I can jump back to this one. And then when it's half time here, I can probably get like a quarter. And a, anyway, um, yeah, all the, the mental gymnastics of watching multiple games on a phone in a car. Um, but yeah, I caught a bit of this and I was like, I think it was early doors and it was tied at some point in the second quarter. And I was like, maybe this is just the thing that we talked about in our first week of doing these roundups where we're like, maybe Mercier will hang tough with everybody. I was like, or maybe Vigo will have two guys who can make shots effectively and that'll be enough. And then it was, I jumped back in after having gotten home and started up watching your guys game. I checked back in on this one during a timeout and it was like four points with a couple of minutes left Vigo pulled it out obviously Um, (laughs) we talked about uh, Fabian Romo and Agustin Alejos getting more shots up they certainly did that yeah they took 30 shots each and (laughs) like they don't listen to this but man it's fun to think that they do it is fun to think they do they got so they were 17 of 60 combined, which is, I guess, just shy of... That's probably about 30%. Um, 
maybe somewhere slightly less than that. But yeah, they certainly responded and got more shots up. I, it was enough to beat Mercia. Yeah, do you know what the thing that sticks out to me looking at these stats and I only like like I need to watch the full game to take the real effect of it and I only kind of yeah. flick through it to kind of get an idea to be able to talk about it. The thing that sticks out is Mercia took 101 shots and Vigo took 86 shots. Like I've only just spotted that as you said actually. That's cuz we were going through the stats at the end of our game yesterday looking at some other teams. Yeah. Um and we were like wow so Mercia have several players that shot 27, 22, 25, and 18 shots each. We were like, man, they're nearly at 100 there already. Like, yeah, what has happened? They, they um, like, what, was it just like push down the floor, pull it? Because, like, Vigo a- had, it's not like they turned the ball over a load. Like, Vigo had 86 shots as well. Yeah. Like, I, I, to be entirely honest, I, wasn't that conscious of it during the game. I question these stats a little bit because if you look in the rebounding column, it says that every rebound Mercia got was an offensive rebound. Um, It also says that Vigo had one defensive rebound the entire game and every other rebound they got. Also, it says says Fabian Romo got 27 rebounds total, which is... Shout out to him if he did. Man, they took 101 shots. So <laughs> That's took 101 player. shots and made 28 of them. So, like, yeah, um, might have done. Like, there's 70 odd rebounds to go up and get. Like, yeah, no, v- Mercia did get a good number of offensive rebounds in the stretches I saw and did ultimately end up shooting a low percentage because of it, as counterintuitive as that always seems. Um, yeah, I mean, they just had. Their number four, um, the double amp guy, Robles, is his name, I think. Um, I mean, he was heaving a good bit. They kind of keyed on Lalo, and Lalo still got 18 shots up. But yeah, yeah, they just, they were like firing away, but Vigo obviously weren't wasting any time offensively either, um, as evidenced by the fact that their two main guys, after getting did they get 20 shots total last week when we said they we thought they needed to shoot more? Yeah. And they're getting 60, 60 combined. Yeah, it was just, it was like not an exhibition in patient offense, I think is probably the easiest way to put it. Yeah. Also something that just sticks out to me is like the quarter splits. The first quarter was 10-4 and the last quarter was 31-25. <laughs> the did. first quarter was 10-4 to Mercy and the last quarter was 31-25 to Vigo. And I'd love the idea that Vigo were just like, hey, we might have better shooters than these guys if we get more shots up. Like, I don't know if that <laughs> is actually the case, but like, like I, I, I assume just the pace of the game ended up ra- like just like skyrocketing but i just love the idea of them being like hey statistically if we get a load of shots up yeah but it's like like the whole thing of oh if you're having a bad if you're having a bad shooting game and you're as a team you're only shooting 30 percent, all you need to do is get way more shots up so you continue to shoot at 30 percent on massively expand it like obviously doesn't work like that because if you get more shots they're likely to be worse because you'll be getting them quicker yeah, but, and also you're giving the ball back to the team that shoots a better percentage than you more. Like, that never yeah. <laughs> that, that, does, that doesn't work. Yeah, this this whole thing. Uh, having seen these stats, I'm kind of intrigued to watch this start to finish now rather than just... Because I think 
the first stretch that I watched was like early second quarter when it was immediately post that 10-4 stretch. And I was like, this can't be like who these teams are, surely. But yeah, it is a very interesting um, escalation of the game. Do you know, on like the NBA website, they sometimes do the score breakdown as like a visual where it looks like a heart rate trace and ticks up and down as the points yes. totals go i'd be interested to see that like the Ooh. escalation of that for this game if they have it i wonder if there's a website we can plug the numbers into i'll have a look at that another point i'm sure course. i'm sure you could build it but it's just <laughs> would you be bothered uh, it, it might actually. look it might look really cool on our social media yeah i'll have a look into that that's actually not a terrible idea um cool should we jump on to the next game uh, yeah, okay, so the next game was Gran Canaria 77, Las Rosas 53. Ooh. Did you watch yeah. this? I caught the second half of this. Uh, it was already more or less wrapped up. And yeah, we spoke a little bit last week about whether Rose was being guarded overly not overly, but guarded appropriately enough that she was going to have a tough time putting points on the board. And maybe it's because it's against Las Rosas, but I think she's answered that question with a no. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) um, She was 12 from 14 and was widely awesome throughout the game. Um, Yeah, man. Yeah, she just... Ended up playing up the middle for large stretches of this game and it's like it's funny like watching stuff like this and being like is that a thing or did it just happen although knowing how sort of prescriptive those guys certainly were the last two years in terms of like hey this is what we do this is where we go like but i'd like i think with the talent they have they were probably crying out to actually be able to move around and hit different spots and have some fun and yeah maybe they're actually being sort of let loose on it now which would be cool, but um, yeah. Well, th- you better hope they. Um, you better hope whatever freedom they're being given and empowerment they're being given doesn't manifest itself too strongly over the next week or so. No, um, hey, it, it, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. We we have them next week for anyone who didn't like. I'll I'll say the quiet part loud. Um, yeah, man. Um, it's that thing of. Like not like this is the first week that good teams have played each other, so we get like a real idea of like how teams are actually going to play. So it's like they've it seems like they've kind of moved around and done different things. Yeah, every game. So it's like game planning for anyone's weird at the minute, but it's always going to be. That's kind of you kind of have to go on what you've got. The one thing that like I I need to mention before we go back to Grand Canary is like I turned on the first three minutes of this game. And I was like, wow, Cano, uh, Carlos Martinez. Yeah. Um, the I was like, Cano is getting whatever he wants because he had like the, their first four points or whatever. Uh, I think he's a three, right? Um, yes. He had their first like four points. And I was like, oh, Cano, because he like hit a shot and then like took one to the rack. And I was like, wow, Cano is getting whatever he wants. And then he just did. He had 31. <laughs> Yeah, like he was unbelievable all game. Fifty-seven percent from two, had a three, um, kind of split his free throws, thirteen rebounds. Yeah, <laughs> three he was, assists, which is funny. He was awesome. 
Yeah, he's so good. He's like last year when we played against Malaga, it went from like, ah, leave this guy to we were like, ah, I don't know, man. Like he could cause us some problems. He also hit like a half court shot against us in their place, but you know. <laughs> I've um I've never been a massive fan of him, to be honest. Um it's like nothing, nothing I have against him. But I think he's we talked a couple of times about how Malaga the last few years have been kind of a weird mishmash of guys who don't really fit into roles together and I think you could make something of a similar argument or at least could have done prior to yesterday about them this year um yeah I always kind of I think I always saw Flacco flying around for Malaga and doing his thing and then every time the ball hit Cano he was kind of like right I'm gonna slow it all the way down and play how I want to play and it always felt a bit jarring to watch but maybe he's actually this is a very backhanded compliment, but I guess it's a long way of saying maybe he's actually best suited as the primary guy on a not very good team. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, role to fill. Also, he his points totals for the last three games have gone 6, 14, 31. So following that trajectory, he's going to have 63 <laughs> points next week. No, 64 points next week. I look forward to Having that. a very crude, <laughs> roughly times two plus two. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it kind of falls apart when you realize that that's not even true, but yeah, um, cool, yeah man. good for him. Um, Grand Canaria looked, looked pretty good. Um, they're very good when they're running in transition and put the ball in Jorge's hands. He just kind of tries to take it to the hoop and finds a shooter, brackets Rose. Um, <laughs> Now, to be fair, he's kicking it to Ari on the elbows and stuff too all the time. Yeah. He just, like, someone is open and he finds them nearly all the time in that scenario. So that's, like, a real, it's a real yeah, point of sure. focus for think, those guys. And it's cool, man. I think it's an interesting just looking at the different... Obviously, this wasn't the most competitive game in the world, so there's relative amount that you can draw from watching this. But it's interesting that Gran Canaria had took 55 shots exactly rose was their leader with in shot attempts with 14 and everybody else who played was somewhere but you have somebody who played a couple of minutes who took one shot so discounting them everybody was somewhere between like two shot attempts and nine i think so that's su- super balanced offense and is roughly reflected in the scoring although um, Ari didn't shoot very well. Yeah, and right. then if you look at Las Rosas, they had three guys who put points up at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, Savala if- is nuts. Like, it's so funny because he is he is a bit older. I'm gonna see if they have his age on these stats here. He is 48 and is still getting it done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like like it takes him a while to get where he wants to get to, but every so often. It- it's like he'll get to like an elbow mismatch on like one of those and he'll be like, okay, so this is going in. <laughs> and he's going to get back to defense just about. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, man. Oh, also, um, there's like one guy on this team who was just plus two. I don't know if he just played garbage minutes or whatever. He must have done, but that's, that's, that's excellent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in bold, isn't he? 
Pablo Kubokara. I don't know who he is. Yeah, also, but... I need to go back because uh, there was something that I realized from the Mercia Vigo game that I was going to bring up and then we just moved on. And it was the fact that someone on Mercia apparently played one second and was plus four in a game that they lost. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sorry. Um, yes. Uh, I, no, will, I will go back. <laughs> it's fine. The, there was a similar thing in an NBA game somewhere in the depths of the NBA season last year where... RJ Hampton subbed in like at the had been waiting to sub in for like two minutes um to play garbage time. There was a foul call. It was the first stoppage since he'd gone up sub. There was a foul called with like 0.5 seconds left in the entire game. So he yeah. ended up subbing in then because he'd he'd been waiting. Um and the guy on the other team ended up shooting free throws, m- missed one, made one. So RJ Hampton went down on the stat sheet as having played zero seconds in the entire game, no stats, and then was a minus one in zero seconds. <laughs> like, that's so rough. Unreal. I love uh, that. Right, should we shift on? What else we got? Uh, yes, we should. Uh, we, um, we should. We should mention there is a game going on today, but we've hit record prior to Burgos and Vidalid tipping off because... We have actual lives to lead. And as much as we love sitting here and talking about basketball, one thing we're not doing is waiting till the middle of the afternoon to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's not. So that brings us on to, I guess, what are the, what are the big games for this weekend or what was billed as a big game and one that was surprisingly a big game. So which one do you want to hit first? Yeah, man. Uh, there's only one game left to talk about. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> now will we do? We do. Yeah, we'll do the game that people actually want to hear people talk about. Probably um, in terms of it being a surprise, we'll not pretend that just because I was involved in one, it was actually the more important. Um, <laughs> so will we go Albacete Bilbao first, and then get on to the what yeah. just happened game? Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, uh, Albacete 91, Bilbao 76. Pretty high scoring game, um, which didn't suit us. Um, I don't think, I think our chance to win that game would have been to drag it down into the 60s. But yeah, didn't happen. Um, Didn't happen unless you're a member of Albacete, in which case it very much did. Yeah, unless you're you're Kyle, in which case it was happening. Um, yeah, Cal thirty-seven, Filipski thirty, uh, Lee fourteen, Harry yeah. four, Ben four, Oscar two. Like, I, yeah, like there you yeah, go. it was two guys in the thirties. Like that's gonna, that's gonna two guys, easy. two guys in the thirties, and we laughed about, um. Vigo's guys get shooting 17 from 60 combined and Albacete's guys got 67 combined points on 37 shots which is, I don't know what the ratio of points per shot would be there but it certainly certainly isn't a bad one. Kyle and Filipski also were 8 from 12 threes between them. Yeah so, man, they just lit us up like... Yeah, I think I I spoke to you after the game. Obviously, I spoke to Ben after the game as well on their side. And like the theme of both conversations was like, well, when the shooting is happens like that, there's very little. Like there there isn't enough variability in any other element of the basketball game that you can turn it around. 
by like clamping down elsewhere or by being like, hey, don't worry, we'll just get out in transition or something like that. Like, yeah. it does no amount of, you know, um, picking around the edges and doing whatever undercover work you can do is going to get you past that, I don't think. Yeah, I think there's a thing of like, maybe it's just to like have to try and function and like continue to get better as a team like there's a certain amount of having to be like well no there's stuff that we can clean up and need to clean up and there is like we kind of like obviously they hit some tough stuff but they also just kind of got off from three and like i feel like you you should be able to defend three pointers in wheelchair you know what i mean like yeah like there was like we we also kind of just let them get get going to a certain extent by not executing which is tough and it's just like uh, yeah, I think it's just like there's there's stuff that we can clean up. And I also, as you say, I'm not sure it matters if you're shooting like that to a certain extent. But yeah, man, we got it to seven at one point and then they just kind of stretched it out. Like I remember, I don't know who it was that scored, but we kind of got it to seven. They had they had one bucket. And I remember one of those guys being like, yeah, we needed that. That's all we needed, like just one. Yeah. Back up to nine. And then it was like, ah, man, because that's such a tough spot because like, one more miss that's five then you're really sort of getting nervous and then the other way it's like it's like is it five or is it nearly (laughs) ten it's like yeah um but yeah man no it was yeah those guys shot the lights out um obviously the threat of lee going inside and being he was six from ten like anyway um like that kind of does you in (laughs) and then yeah, man, we just didn't, we just couldn't stop them. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's it's interesting because it's like obviously you guys put up seventy six points, which I think you would call a solid output as far as you're all concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like it's baffling to me that they only shot forty eight percent to your guys. Uh, what did you guys shoot? 54? Fifty-four. But uh, yeah, they just lit us up from three, man. They shot sixty-two yeah, percent from three. Yeah, well, they hit eight three. You guys hit a couple of threes yourselves. I see. But, I hit two, and the statue hit one. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they were also fifteen from twenty-four on free throws, which is a handful better than you guys. So yeah. there's like as much as them putting ninety-one points up is absurd like none of those individual shooting stats or anything where you're like, Hey, we can't possibly hope to match them. Like the three point shooting was nuts. But if you, if that had been like the sole difference as opposed to the free throws and stuff as well, you guys would have been maybe five or six points away rather than 15. Yeah, man. And it's like, even like from two, it's like cows 12 from 21, which is good, but like, not like, like he does that. Like he's great. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? And Fifi being six from sixteen is actually like, yeah, like he kind of gave us a couple back there, which is like, man, if we could have just stopped the threes going off, maybe, yeah. maybe it could have been something. But we didn't. Like we didn't. We didn't execute like the stuff that even. I think that's the thing when you come away from going, hey, we had a plan, we stuck to it, and it either didn't work or it was a bad plan. That would be one thing. But being like, hey, we kind of didn't even do the stuff that we wanted to do to try and yeah. stop them well enough. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a tough. tough sled, man. But the, I mean, the other, if you want to pick the positives out of this, which I, I'm famously, that's my disposition on stuff. Um, yes. That's what you're doing you, for. 
um, is really they only they only widened the gap on you in one quarter. Um, it was two point difference in the first quarter, twelve point difference in the second, yeah. and then it was more or less a tie for the second half. I think they outscored you by one in the second half total. Yes, um, which is yeah, and also like we kind of we ran out some weird lineups like to try and do some stuff. This is not being like we were, this is the opposite. This is us being like, hey, will this work? And we kind of threw yeah. like the four big lineup at them and like it kind of it it showed some promise, which is exciting. Like obviously yeah. didn't didn't get the job done. And then did you see what happened to Manu's chair? I did I think I saw I you could only see on the stream whatever happened on that possession, Kyle ran the other way, got a layup and got clattered, so they called a foul at that point. Uh, mm. So fouled Kyle, I think. Yeah. And then they'd, like, paused, and I thought they'd paused to talk about whether it was an unsportsmanlike, because the camera took ages to pan back to where Manu was. Yeah. Um, and then, the, so the refs were, like, talking, and I was like, I don't think that was an unsportsmanlike. Then all of a sudden, the camera, like, jolted back to the opposite end, and Manu was on the floor, but not hurt. So I didn't really know what I got. Someone brought him his day chair. So I assume yeah, it's really tough. weird. Uh, yeah, just the bar like that runs down beside your leg towards the front of your chair just like snapped on both ends, like just came off. Like, like oh, really? Hand. So it was really weird. But um, yeah, like it was super weird because I like didn't know. So one of your teammates stays on the floor at the other end of the court, and you're like, I'm not really allowed to leave the bench here. But like, is yeah. he fine? Like. I eventually like people were like the game was stopped for long enough that I was like, I'm going to go make sure he's all right sort of thing. Cause people yeah. were over there and it was like, Oh no, it just like, obviously a bit of metal snaps off beside your leg, probably hurts your legs a little bit. But I was just like, when he stayed down, I was like, is he fine? But, yeah, man. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he obviously couldn't play the rest of the game there, which was yeah. like, if we're trying to run four bigs, obviously him being a big who plays as a two. Um, yeah. You, that was, you're going to need tough. that. Yeah, that was that was tough, but yeah, man, they 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 beat the brakes off us. Um, they just lit us up. Um, so, if we're Kyle. yeah, Kyle played awesome. If we're looking from this, then and you've mentioned you've got Grand Canaria next week, who are also dangerous in their own right, but play a very different style to what Albacete do, or at least how Albacete did against you guys yesterday. What, if anything, do you take from this game and be like, hey, this is what we, this is the lesson learned that we implement next week? Um, I don't know, man. The good thing about this league is like, we probably have Monday to be like, right, what went wrong? Yeah. Fix it, figure it out, kind of pick a, pick a direction and go, um, which is, which is cool. It's useful. We don't get to dwell for too long because um, it kind of also doesn't help. Yeah. So yeah, man. Um, I think I think the thing is just like it's execution. Like when we did the stuff we needed to do, we were fine. And then also they went on a bit of a run and we kind of it kind of shook us, I think. That yeah. second quarter, we spent the whole second quarter being like, what is happening? I think well, I did. <laughs> um so I think that's the thing, like just try and like actually stick to the plan. And that's probably what helps you sort of tough out the runs and stuff rather than any sort of weird intangible nonsense it's probably just yeah. like hey actually keep doing our job anyway it's fine um so yeah nothing nothing specific yet but fair enough that's what i would say just kind of 
figure out what we actually want to do to these guys and then try and do it for 40 minutes rather than 30, I would say. Yeah. But rather than yeah, man, ten, 10 minutes, 10 minutes off and then 20 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Um, it did feel like a full quarter of like, oh man. And like, to be fair, some of it is like, I'm not being like, we let them get it. Like, yeah, some of them is they just get off. But like, yeah, yeah, we yeah, they, stopped doing they made, the jobs. They made some tough shots at various points. But it's like, it's almost, if you guys feel like, like say, you're not sticking to or executing the game plan to the best of your ability every time, it's then ultimately even tougher in a lot of ways if you then have like two or three good possessions of executing the game plan and they make shots anyway. <laughs> it's like, it's even more of a, a kick in the gut, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, man. But anyway, should we move on to yeah, let's do it. what was billed as the big game of the... No. Do you, yeah, this was not billed as the big game of the week, but it ended up being the most exciting one, the one that I came home and watched. It certainly was. And you do right because this time, it wasn't a week ago, was it? It was six days ago because we recorded on Monday when you, I I didn't have any stake in this game and I'm not entirely sure that I knew at the point when I asked you that this game was even happening, but I asked you if we thought Malaga were more likely to drop a game against a team worse than them or pull out a surprise win against a team better than them. Which one did you choose, if you care to remind me? The wrong one. I said they were probably more likely to lose to a team below them than beat a team above them. And yeah, I I just have to eat that one. Um, I was wrong. Fair play to Malaga. Um, Yeah, man, smashed it. Malaga have beaten a union 68-66. And yeah, I don't think anyone who plays for Malaga listens to this, so sorry. That's that's fine. That's their loss. Um, Yeah, so this was, again, I was hopping around when I was um, in the car and I caught the first half of this one and was like, this is strange. Like, why are Malaga sticking around? Did you turn your phone off and be like, ah, by the time I get home, it'll be... Only um, 14. Over. More or less, yeah. I, I was jumping around between the various games. I was like, Illuminion will get on board with this one. Um, and the Universal right itself. And then I think I got home. It was half time and still relatively close. Your game was on at that point. So I watched, I like jumped back and forth between your game and theirs. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where I just had to adopt watching this game over watching yours for like a five minute stretch. Cause I was like, Malaga are actually going to do this. Yeah. And then it was what happened at that point. It was Malaga by six. It was like 65, 59 with a couple of minutes left. Jump back to see what the score was on your side. Malaga stream cut out. And then when it finally came back, it was 66, 68. And I think Jesus Romero made two free throws at the end of the game to win it for Malaga. But I, yeah, I had, had no idea how Illunion got from down six to like a 7-1 run in the last couple of minutes. I presume it was something to do with Terry. Something he to do with Terry is correct. Um, so yeah. I watched this like half asleep last night and Terry went off. That was the thing because we like finished the game and it was like, finished our game and it was like me, Ben, Lee, Harry sitting talking and Kyle was over um, like put his leg back on or something, some, some, some like something post disability sport. <laughs> uh, 
and uh someone was like oh my god no way and just looked at their phone and i was like who's died like i was like have they put like what, what's happened and they were like no and they just turned the stats around and I was like what and i accidentally was like vigo beat and then i was like wait no malaga beat elunion <laughs> and we were like what is happening and then kyle from across the room was like no way and like turned his phone around to show us and we were like no we've just seen this like that's completely <laughs> nuts like unreal. yeah um, mayhem but yeah man um and then the next bit was like, and Terry had 37. Yeah, that's the bit I can't get over, is Terry played 35 minutes against Malaga and had 37 points, and Elunion didn't win the game, and that makes me quite concerned. Yeah. Um, it's uh, like... I've, have, you, have you watched it start to finish then? Yes. I, the only thing I can put it down to is that Illunion got effectively nothing out of Pablo and Amadou, who combined to play 50 minutes and yeah. gave them five points total. And yeah, they, Malaga, they ended up running with two fours. They ended up running with um, Terry, Greg, Bill, uh, Danny Diaz, and Sarah for... Yeah the last stretch of the game, which seemed to work for them, but like going away from both your big threes, which has kind of been a Lunion's thing for yeah, like, like those guys stayed on the floor, even when like they mixed and matched their lineups last year. So I was like, wow, that is, that is mm-hmm. interesting. And one of the things like, I think I can think of. Um, so do some quick maths here. Um, um uh, Amivel getting seven more shots up might be a thing. Is that s- yeah? Yeah, you're right. Seven um, more shots up, uh, two more free throws. So very but, crudely, eight more possessions. Um, um, that's not like eight more possessions in a game that tight might do it. That still doesn't explain why the game was that tight. But as I, as you say, I think it's not getting a whole lot from those guys might make a difference. Well, they relied on playing Diaz and I know I've joked about him and saying he looks like the extra member from Korn, but in all seriousness, I think there's a very real case that Diaz sucks. (laughs) Nah, I I think he's all right. Like, I think he's, I think he's, I don't think he is that he's, I don't, I don't know why he's there. And he, like they were better plus minus wise when he was playing, but it was because they went to that three big lineup, and then Terry was just like, "Oh, I'll start launching and get us back into it," and that was more to do. Like anyone who was on the floor with Terry trying to get them back into game, their plus minus was going to get bumped a little bit. Yeah. So he like Diaz isn't great, and he was not a particularly good option when neither of their mids were giving them a whole lot of anything, and Malaga. For I mean, I've mentioned this a million times now. Their weird mishmash of guys. The big mids were Christoph. I'm going to butcher these names because I don't know either of these languages at all. But Christoph Kozarina and Patrick De Boer, who are Polish and Dutch mids respectively, um, like they were better than Pablo. Now <laughs> do like, uh, the Polish kid took 18 shots. He was the leading shot taker for the entire game yeah man he did well because he like kind of 
like hasn't like first game he was not great second game he did okay and this game he's like yeah man 17 points and big ones too yeah he had two free throws to um to put them up just before terry hit it too to tie it just before the end of the game like he hit the third last shot of the game i mean free throws so yeah now he's 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 a good shoot man the um the He's Mexican. also the longest, lankiest kid in the world. Like, yeah, well, I thought he'd struggle against Lunion because they're like none of their bigs are lanky by any stretch. They're like all burly, stocky dudes. And he was like, hey, "Don't worry about it." Um, I'm not sure how much I rate the Dutch kid as of yet, but he was serviceable at least. And um, what's the Mexican guy's name who carried them for a lot of it? Rodrigo. Uh, Esparza, Esparza, is that? His oh yeah, surname? sorry. Yeah. Um, the he's a big single. I was going to say he, when you said yeah. that, I was like one. I don't think I, I forgot yeah. about Esparza. I was like one. Rodrigo's Colombian too. He played two. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. I thought the um, the Mexican guy was really good and was like obviously you can't say he went toe to toe with Terry because it was thirty seven points mm-hmm. to twenty three individually, but he like ran Malaga ran Malaga's offense as effectively as Terry ran Alunion's offense if we want to be very reductive about it. Mm, yeah, there's a big difference between 23 and 37. But, like, I think the thing with them is, like, a lot of it is, like, he's just going to do what he does. And if it goes well, he might be in a game. And there's a lot of times yeah. that it's like, ah, okay, it's not gone well. Yeah, um, no, that's fair. Also, Abdi played 37 minutes and was on four files after about 20 of them. Yeah. He managed to not pick up another file. So either well done, Abdi, or terrible job referees. Though. Yeah, probably uh, some combo of both. Shout out to Abdi managing to survive on that. That's that's impressive. Yeah, um, But yeah, shout out to Malaga. Man. They played well. Are you, yeah. are you any higher or lower on them now? Do you think this was a... Would you now say... Do they have it in them to pull off another upset, or do you think this was a flash in the pan? Um, well, once you've done it, you officially have the ability to do it again, I guess. I, I'm not sure they will. Like normally a team that gets something like this does it once, but yeah, no, in theory they've got it there. So now it's like they're in like trap game territory where the big teams are gonna go there and be like, hey, be careful. Remember they beat a Lunion. Like that's the that's yeah. the thing all season. Also, I've just seen that Tyler Baines' middle name is Alan, which is fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love stats for stupid stuff like this, but no, no, that's that's basically it. Every team, yeah. every big team, every team in general is going to go there now and be like, hey, remember they beat a Lunion, fix up, look yeah. sharp. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think that wraps us on Spain then. Shall we bounce around real quick? Cool. It'd be cool if we could have the rights to jump around by House of Pain to just stick in here, but that's not sure we can. Sure can, but it'll probably cost us. You can probably do like 10 seconds of it for free, but I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I just wanted to mention it. All right, cool. What do you want to do next? You have all the stats in front of you. I only have the Spanish League. Typical Spanish League elitist. Um, Oh, let's let's do this one first. I've caught bits and pieces of this game. I've not watched it all the way through. The Joe Beswick revenge game in the ugliest scoreline even the German league has produced all year. So Cologne 99ers 
55, Hanover 44. Will you be going back and watching this? Um, how many did you have? Let me grab this. I've um, just got the list of scores. Let me grab this. Um, so Joe, uh, Joe had 15. I was going to say that seems low, but then I remembered they scored 55 total as a team. You know, but that's the thing. If you were like, hey, Joe beat his own team, his whole team had 55 and he had 48 of them. I absolutely <laughs> would have watched that. But um, yeah, fair play. That's a big win for those guys. Yeah, I would not have called this going into the game at all. But yeah, fair play to them. Uh, I don't quite know where I stand on Hanover following that because they put in a respectable um, performance against Thuringen last week, which I think we talked about. So they played Thuringen to like a 17-point game and then they lost it by 11 to Cologne, who I think it's entirely fair to say are not Thuringen. That is true. They are not Thuringen. You're correct. Um, yeah, man. Uh, that's, that's, that's odd, but... Fair play to Joe. Fair play to Weird. the rest of them as well. But just, just look looking at the scores. Like 55 against Thuringen and 44 against, I don't know. I can't get can't get my head around this. Are we just gonna chalk this up to a bad game by Hanover? Uh good game by I, I'm always a positive man. Uh, good game by Cologne. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, we'll we'll call it that because I don't think a, a game of 99 combined points we can get that much further into detail on, considering that Albacete had 91 on their own. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> Don't be sorry. It's not your fault. It's ours. <laughs> so, other German League game, Munsterland, the theme park against Hamburg was... Let's have a look. So that was... 66 for Hamburg, 52 for Munsterland. Hamburg have got the Iranian kid whose name I'm going to butcher. Um, Do it. No, I'm going to ruin this. Uh, his surname is Kamali. I believe I'm going to leave it at that because I don't, I would hate to offend any Iranian non listeners. Um, but yeah, Hamburg look pretty decent. I watched this one was on YouTube, so I made a concerted effort to watch this in promotion of German league games being on YouTube. Shout out to them. Yeah. Um, you've probably not caught any of this one. Do you have any strong opinions on either Hamburg or Munsterland? No. Fair enough. We'll leave it at that. I can't even find the stats. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Well, well done to Hamburg and shout out to Kamali on dropping 31 points. Way to go. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, shout out to him. That's what else cool. we got? So, Ryan River Rhinos and Tria Dolphins. Tria win 60, sorry, 76 71. So, that was pretty high scoring. Um, Ooh, yeah. How many points did Dirk pass about? If I, t- okay, let's do it this way. If I tell you that the number of points that Dirk Passavana had is the same, is the number of points that one of his teammates had with the two digits swapped round. What were those two numbers? 31 and 13. Incorrect. Ah, 41 and 14. Keep going. You're on the right pattern. 51 and 15. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> so Passavad had 51. Corey Rossi had 15. And then 
two other guys on their team combined for eight points, and that was all their scoring. Oh, sorry. Um, there was a, another person with two points. So that's, yeah, that's their entire scoring output. So if there's 76 points, Passavan had 51, which is verging on completely and utterly mental. Wow. Um, by contrast, Ryan River Rhinos had four guys in double digits and a, a fifth person putting up nine and managed to... Like, <laughs> that's completely mental when you've got almost five double-digit scorers and you lose to a team where one guy put up 50 is complete insanity. Yeah, man. I'm going to go back and watch that game because I haven't watched that one. I saw the result and I was like, mm, that seems like one that Wiesbaden should have won. And I feel like that even more having looked at the stats, which is yes, ridiculous. Absolutely. So I am going to go back and watch that one. That looks awesome. And yeah, in typical order of business, Thuringen against um, Skywheelers was 103 to 43. Wow. So yeah, I, there's probably not a whole lot of insight we can lend to that other than Thuringen had a lot of guys with a lot of points. Um, there's an American kid at Thuringen called Dylan Fish Fishback. Is that yeah, name? man. I've, um, I've heard from the Americans that I've played with that that guy yeah. can shoot like maybe yeah. no one else they've ever seen. Yeah, he's... I So I went back and watched the Ryan River Rhinos and Thuringen game from last week after we'd done the podcast and he was making shots all over the place. He had 21 in this game. Wow. Uh, Haluski had 25 and Jordy had 22. So... Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah, no, I've, like I've I've heard like and I've like gone and watched some games, but like I've just heard that like people who've seen him shoot in like an empty sports hall have been like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I think um, this is going back ages. Um, it's going going back a while now, but do you remember? I don't know if they do it anymore. The Illinois summer camp, yeah, um, where people used to either apply or get invited or whatever. And there's a couple of the kids in the juniors who went out a few times. And I remember, it must have been Harry who was telling me about it. They had to do like a pair up and rebound for each other and um, like shoot 50 shots each and basically like shoot against each other to see who makes the most shots. Mm -hmm. And Harry had been like, yeah, I was fixing my chair while they were setting the drill up. So I was like last person in to grab a partner. And he's mm-hmm. like, and I got, he's like, there's this really skinny kid with goggles. And I was like, of course, I, I yeah. like wind, wind up with the guy who looks like he's been let in on a technicality or something. And then this, like, I think because Dylan's not got any hair, he might have not even had any hair at that point. I think that was part of the story. Harry was like, this guy just didn't look like an athlete at all. And then we got the shoot and drill and this guy made 48 out of 50. And I was like, what is good? So I think that might have been, I've never put that together until now, but I, I have a, a feeling that might have been it. Harry said yeah. he's left-handed as well, which Dylan also is. So I, I would yeah. lean into that being him, but that's yeah. mental. If I, I really hope that is the same person. If not, yeah, I then think the, it yeah. is. If not, then the Yanks have a factory of guys who look like they shouldn't be great at basketball but can shoot the hell out of the ball, and that's possibly even better. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's nuts. Like, I just... It's funny, like, hearing 
that's one of the great things about playing with people from all over the world. Like you hear stories about guys that like aren't in the leagues yet or like that maybe don't get minutes in the leagues or whatever. And yeah. they're like, no, no, I've seen this guy shooting in empty sports hall or whatever. And like, oh my yeah. goodness. Or like, let me tell you about this thing this guy did in training. Or like, there's this guy that never made it over to Europe because he's got family back home that he can't yeah. leave and whatever. And like, I just love stuff like that. Yeah. But he was one of the ones I'd heard like, man, that guy can shoot. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, yeah, so shout out to him. And in other news, the Italian league opened up this weekend. Uh, ne- neither Cantu or San Stefano, who are probably the favourites for the tournament, uh, for the league, sorry. Um, neither of them played opening week. And there's two games that uploaded the stats and two games that didn't. So do you have any <coughs> strong feelings on Sassari versus Bergamo or Treviso versus Portatoris? Um what were the Sassari? Are the stats up for stats for Sassari? What were the stats like? Uh Sassari beat Bergamo 74-53. Uh Martin Edwards is playing for Bergamo again, which I didn't realize. Oh, that's cool. Shout out, Marty. Yeah, way to go, man. Um uh Gary Blue, the Iranian four, is at Sassari and he had 22. Mm. Oh, and um Alberto Pellegrini of the old school Santa Lucia teams is also at Sassari, which is weird because he's been yes. retired for ages and then has apparently been like, hey, let's move to Sardinia. Because yeah, I was talking to because I was talking to someone about it, and like because Billy, Billy's going there, I believe. Um yeah, I heard that. his Instagram, and it's like every year in Italy, there's one team and it's usually Porto Torres or Sassari. And it's like, oh, you've got these guys, like, like it's like a mix of like like Gary Blue ends up there and like yeah, they pick up like some of the old Italian guys and it's like, oh, this is like between a combination of that and like some young guys, that, like younger, like, or like mid prime-ish guys that yeah. know what they're doing. It's like, oh, these, these guys could actually be okay. I just love that every year someone on an island in Italy ends up with a team of like old guys that can shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, Jillian Over are kind of the other one as well because they're like, hey, we're not necessarily that great, but do you want to be able to roll out of the sports hall onto the beach? And someone's always like, yeah, let's do it. Like, but, yeah. well, but they're really never going to be good this year. Like, you know, who, like who all they have ended up with this year. Yeah. Yeah. Just th- Any, think, people, what, think what you could have been part of. Yeah, that's true. Think what you could have been part of when you turned Julian over down. Nah, I've ended up <laughs> okay. I've done yeah. all right. Yeah, I wouldn't, have, um, I wouldn't have let in 91 points yesterday. But, <laughs> um, um, I don't know. Yeah, to hop to the other game very briefly. I I didn't realise this until literally I had a look at the stats um, yesterday evening. Treviso is something of a rendezvous of a bunch of my teammates from Padova. So oh, I'm, quite inv- I'm quite invested in how they do now. Um, they actually don't have a terrible team. Like they've got actual you these are a couple of guys who played locally who you know how some leagues have like foreign players who aren't local to that league but are just like hey i live in this country and i play in this league now yeah uh like there's a couple of croatians and i think a slovenian guy on this treviso team because it borders croatia and slovenia um that's fun where the town is not that either of those countries are great like 
wheelchair basketball player factories, but probably got some guys. It's like when you watch like the European Division B, and you're like, "Hey, forwards that can score." Yeah, like, well, it's like it's like it was Thuringen's plan for ages, wasn't it? It's like, "Hey, nobody's really bothered with Eastern Europe yet, and we reckon there's one good player in each of you know Finland, Lithuania, Latvia. Like, we'll just grab the one decent player from each of those, and we'll be Belarus, infamously yeah. worked yeah. really well. Like exactly. Obviously. So, yeah, shout out to Treviso uh, getting the win against Porto Torres, 84-44. Porto Torres look bad, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> they've, they've had so many years now of just pulling in one or two guys at a time and being like, hey, keep us afloat. And now that's not happening anymore. And they, it's literally just the old boys. So, wow. Yeah. yeah that's going to be tough for those guys, man. Yeah. Good luck to them. Um, I think that just about covers us. Should we see if we can hit France briefly, but my stats aren't loading up. Um, Did you see that? I said the other week, I can't remember which which week it was, that I had some level of faith that Hiaz would still be pretty good because they seem to roll out the same group and Nico Ojoansa is still there and they were probably to be reckoned with until that point. I may have been wrong on that one because Red Dragons put the absolute smackdown on them. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the result. No, I have not. It was 75 40 something. Let me see if Ooh. I can grab these stats here. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, it's looking, looking tough. I didn't think his would ever fade away. Maybe this is just a bad game, but Mendel's team, Red Dragons, look wicked. Um, we talked about them losing to Lacane last year, but I think I would still take them long term in the French league in general. I don't know if you want to fight me on that one. Mm, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. There hasn't been enough games to know if like a bad game is a bad team or just a bad game yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. The I have, French. I have league, no idea. The French league website doesn't want me to look at stats by any stretch of the imagination. No, so it's we'll, tough. It's a tough look for those it guys. Is. Um yeah, God, this website sucks. Um anyway. Yeah. So we'll take that as the one result we care about. It's actually it's Red Dragons and Le Puyon Velay this weekend coming up, which you'll know yourself I am primed to hold a grudge against certain teams. So I'll yes. be getting in touch with Mendel and making him very aware how important it is to me that they win that game. Yeah, um, let him know. I will. Um, and I, look, I look forward to picking some bones when Red Dragons win that one and we get to come and talk about it next week. So, yeah, I think that's everything wheelchair basketball facing from Good. this weekend that we've rounded up. Um, it's been first week of NBA do you have any grand takeaways or ridiculous ideas about what the first handful of days of the season are going to tell us? Um, no, my only thing is like anyone who does is stupid. Um, no, do you have any? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like there was something to be said for like one of the predictions being a Milwaukee winning last year. will kind of uh, sort of, affirm to them that what they're doing is right and they're just going to come out and like try and punch people in the mouths and then yeah they they kind of did um 
the Lakers look bad, but either will or won't figure it out. Uh, that's not useful. It's, that um, that's a bold take. Yeah, um, they're shouting at each other on benches and stuff. Which oh is... yeah, I I can't believe they won the title with Dwight Howard uh, in twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and I think with there's even possible evidence for saying on a podcast at that point because Dwight had his big Instagram live thing in the bubble where he talked about how um, he didn't believe in vaccines and all this crap. Um, <laughs> and I think we even said at that point, you might have been the one saying, you're like, how many people are on that Lakers team who, like the reason Dwight Howard's been serviceable that year was because there was enough guys on that team who could pull him to a side and be like, hey, stop it and do your job. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like three games into the season and he's now kicking off. Like he's been there. They kept him under control. He's been away. Wasn't much of a problem in Philly. And now he's back in the Lakers and he's like, all right, things aren't working. It's time for me to step up. It's like, stop it, man. Stop irritating the best, the second best player on your team, whatever you might have done. Yeah. 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 I don't know what his issue is. I, what? It's it's odd, but I, I don't know. Like maybe people have a go at each other this much and it's just not on the bench all the time. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is just like how NBA guys talk to each other, <laughs> but I, I don't think so. But also, like when people are like, oh, is this a symptom of the fact that the Lakers are going to have problems this year? It's like, no, the fact that they traded all their pieces for Russell Westbrook was a sim- was like, was like that was the first indication of the fact that they're going to have problems. Yeah. Um, I, I did. Um, I don't know if you spotted this, but I was skipping through the games yesterday morning and Washington won in double overtime against Indiana. And oh, Spencer, yes. Spencer Dinwiddie had like 36 points, 11 rebounds and nine assists or whatever. And it's like, they've literally, to they've got rid of Westbrook, brought in Spencer Dinwiddie, who is like tier four point guard in the league, maybe. And he's like yeah. mirrored the production and not everyone else is having to stand around and watch him do it. Yeah, like, it's that thing of like, hey, how many guys that are technically probably worse than Russell Westbrook on paper are better for this team. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. It's basically like, it. Um, yeah, put Dinwiddie on that Lakers team and they have some fun. Yeah. My um, bizarrely, my great joy of watching the season so far has been three games of the Cavaliers because Evan Mobley is the man. Get Honestly, man, give it two, three years. And he's like, Possibly having the DeAndre Ayton run that Ayton had last season in the playoffs, like the yeah. Cavs won't be the Cavs won't be in the finals, but Evan Mobley might well be that level in a couple of years. That guy's yeah, got man. it for real. Yeah, he he, whatever it is, he's got some of it, which is which is so exciting to see this early as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I kind of I don't really have anything else about the NBA because I'm just like trying to let it. Like I've yeah. still probably only watched like five games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I've got a bunch of games from last night to go and watch. So I'm going to get out of here. I think cool. we've covered covered everything. And you've got a Sunday to get on with, as have I. I do. Anyone who manages to listen to this today, have a nice Sunday. Anyone who um, is listening, wherever, whenever you're listening. Yeah. Hope you're yeah. all good. Ha- have a nice whatever day that is. Yes. Um, have a nice time. Um, yeah, man. Um, Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.
We will. Right. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Okay, hit record. <laughs> <laughs>